Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. <laughs> Gone with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Yes, he is. And okay. so is his mustache. Ooh, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Yeah, there you go. You know what? Money. I'd let you. I'd let you. Go ahead. I'm going to have a drink in the bar. I'm going to have a drink in the oh, bar. Oh, it's going to be over that fast. Is that what you're saying? I do believe that. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. We just recently finished Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. That's season four. I think they've got one more seasons to go. Is that it? Uh, I think that's all there is to it, but I think in this one, 11 becomes 12. Oh. Because she's getting older. Yeah, she is. You know, and by the end of it, she becomes, uh, a, a, this This show has been going on for how many years? Please never make her turn into 13. No, no, no. She won't go 13. She'll go 36. Oh, okay. And she'll be drinking wine at night, sitting mm-hmm. in the garage, mm-hmm. saying, I got to get away from my kids. But speaking of Stranger Things, the thing about this last uh, episode or couple of episodes yeah. about Stranger Things, or at least this last season, it took two songs and brought them from Nowhereville mm-hmm. into the world of actually being a hit. Cool. This is what they call in the world revival of a song. Nice. And oftentimes it happens inside of a movie. Mm-hmm. But now and again, a television show takes care of it. And in this case, two pieces of music were brought out of Ain't Gonna Hit the Chart Anymore Obscurity and went right back into it. We're going to do the two to start it with. And by the way, if you haven't watched Stranger Things, you're missing out. Usually these things are like, oh, I don't really want to do that. It's very good. And by the way, Better Call Saul. Yes. Watch that as well. Nice. Kate Bush had a song called Running Up That Hill in 1985. And don't get me wrong, it did okay. Yeah. I think Kate Bush, she's been nominated the last, I don't know, three years Mm -hmm. for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. And she should be in. She is sort of the the female voice of independent music. She never created the stuff that was, what do you call it, formulated to go up the chart. She, She wrote and sang songs that she enjoyed. And if you liked it too, that's, you know, that was great for you. I I did not remember the song from running up that really no. no oh my dear it no. existed on the radio when I was a junior senior in uh, in high school but it's played ad infinitum during the show there's a character I'm trying to do this without giving away the television show there's a character that makes a mixtape 
of I think that song because mm-hmm. it continues to play and play and play and play and play. Much you know what? That's What's just that? like the mixtapes you made for me. One song and no, loop no. it. Oh, My yeah. mixtapes were brilliant. They proved to you I loved you. That's true. That's why it was nothing but Van Halen. Oh. The song has gone to number one on iTunes. Kate Bush was contacted, and she's a fan of the show. Why wouldn't she be? Right. She says, quote, You might have heard the first part of this fantastic, gripping new series, Stranger Things, has been released on Netflix. It featured my song, Running Up That Hill, which is being given a whole new lease on life. There you go. They Love call it. it. They call it a revival. Yeah, they do. Now, it's so easy for a musician to go, I'm not sure they should have used it. I'm above all, above all of this, and I might point out that I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. Not Kate Bush. She says, I love the show. Because of this, running up that hill is charting in the UK. It's already gotten to number eight. It is, as she said, it is really exciting. Quote, thank you very much to anyone who has supported the song. I wait with bated breath for the rest of the series in July. Now, the the rest of the series has come through. It's not two episodes. It's two movies. Mm -hmm. It's two hours plus either time. Furthermore, the song has reached number four on the Billboard Hot 100. It has also topped Billboard's digital song sales and streaming song chart this week when we recorded this dated June 18th. Now, that's the concept of the show today. A song that was, you know, into the abyss. It had its day and is long since gone. But along came a television show, not a movie. We're sticking with television. This is what makes most of those at a party talking about music things fun. The parameters you can't go outside of. Television shows that have revived a song. And we've got a whole list for you. Kate Bush, running up that hill. Stranger Things, rock school. running up that hill, keeping you safe from the upside-down world. Tammy, what do you want to say? Oh, I love a good revival. So do I. Yes, this is fantastic. These are songs that we knew growing up that now that, you know, my daughter looks at it and your music stinks. Until now. Until she likes it. Yes. Then it's the greatest thing in the world. She came in one time and was going on and on about this one guy. And she goes, hey, do you do you know the singer uh, Billy, Billy Joel? Billy Joel? 
Yeah, do you know him? He's really good. No, <laughs> never heard of him. Oh. You're so intelligent to have caught that. Thank All right, you. Let's stick around with Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. There's a scene inside of it. Again, I don't want to give anything away with this character named Eddie Munson, who is, by the way, the new crush of every human being who likes boys. He is now that crush. At some point in time during the show, and I'm not going to give it away, he must create a distraction Mm -hmm. so that other people who are working with his stead can complete what they want to do. So Eddie's entire job is to create a distraction. Right. And there's a point in the show where somebody says, we got to play music, we got to play music. And Eddie picks up a CD and goes, this is music. Okay. Now they're in the other world. I know. If you haven't seen the show, it's like, what are you talking about? Out of nowhere, this giant PV twin and this Fender basement appear. And for some reason, Eddie has his hands on a BC rich warlock with the droop headstock. But when it comes time to bring the bats to them to get them away from the other team, he plays Master of Puppets. And by the way, mm-hmm. the trolls on the internet went ballistic, saying, "What in terms of time, would Master of Puppets have actually been out? Could he have actually seen it? And the answer is yes, by months. So he would have been able to see it. The song, don't get me wrong, it's a it's a hard rock classic. Yeah. However, it had it had its day. Yeah. It had since been completely overridden by Metallica's Black Album and all the hits off of that. And they brought it back. Right now, there is a 650% bump in streaming since Stranger Things. In the previous weeks, Master of Puppets has collected 1,020,000 on-demand audio and video streams. In the six days the show was available for streaming, that number grew to 7.5% million. Oh my. Radio spins have increased 25%. Views on YouTube have doubled. The band Metallica is absolutely ecstatic. And if you do a very simple search, you will find the four members of Metallica wearing the t-shirt that the character in Stranger Things is wearing because he was part of a D&D club which kind of had a satanic name on purpose you know devil scary they're all wearing it Eddie is playing the song Master of Puppets and the band plays along with him. No, they don't. Oh, I wouldn't. If I had a song that somebody brought back, you couldn't stop me from praising it. Master of Puppets, Rock School.
Coming into the first break, we're talking about songs that were revived because they were used in a television show. Songs that had fallen off the chart and basically gone into classic rock status, but came back. Obviously, you're familiar with Carry On My Wayward Son by Kansas. A little bit. Do you remember the television show Supernatural? Ah, uh, no. What happened was the television show, show Supernatural began to use it as the out music on the episodes. Mm -hmm. And young people who loved it kind of went, what's that? Yes. Huh? Yes. Now, Kansas says, I don't, I'm meaning the band, I don't have any real numbers. I mm -hmm. don't have any real setup. But since Supernatural, they have noticed that previous to Supernatural, these were all people that were in their 50s and 60s. Right. Post Supernatural, don't get me wrong, the 50s and 60s people were there, but all of a sudden there's all these 20-year-old kids in the crowd. Nice. And there was enough that the band went, whoa, wait, what's happening yes. here? So luckily they did that. Do you know the song teardrop by a band called massive attack i do not you do not oh yes you do do i yes you do i just don't know the name they're from the united kingdom in 1998 their song peaked out at number 10 became the group's highest charting single only top 10 hit top 20 in australia and ireland okay so what well it, it fell away nothing happened a fella named Jose Gonzalez covered it and remixed it. So his album, In Our Nature, would contain it. The people who created the television show House uh -uh. used it as their opening theme. No. Now, don't get me wrong. Jose no. Gonzalez made a decent amount of money. Yes. But it was Massive Attack who actually wrote the song. Oh, my. That benefited greatly out of it. So that's what we're talking about. The idea of a song that is pulled out of obscurity into Hitville, once again, thanks to a television show. Who's listening to us? KSCL, Shreveport, Louisiana. Excellent. Back in a minute here on Rock School. You asked off air. We were talking about the Sopranos theme. Woke yep. up this morning, the whole world's upside down. And you said, was that written specifically for the Sopranos? No, it wasn't. But they took it so early after the song was created that it had no time to die off the charge lie down for a few years and right. come back which means it can't be on this on this show okay there's a lot of songs that were written specifically for a television show look what's happened to me i can't believe it myself right but that was written for the television show so it had no time to die and then come back because the point of the show is what happened with Stranger Things, running up that hill and Master of Puppets. Revival, revival, revival. Exactly that. It was a tent revival to bring them back. Amen, brother. Journey, don't stop believing. Oh my gosh. Now immediately you're gonna go, oh Sopranos. No. Sopranos. What? What is it? What no. brought it back? It's uh, it's uh, Jane Lynch, the sh the shower. Wow. Right? Every so often, you impress the living schmook out of me. 
eight, uh, 1981, it got into the top 10. That's when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And then number three in cash box for the year, meaning how much money it made. It died. It was gone until 2007 when it ended the Sopranos sales and downloads bumped. And then it was 2009, the cast of Glee. Glee, that's That's it. what you're talking that's about. That's it. Went to number one on digital downloads, recharted in multiple European countries, and was certified gold as a download in the U.S., getting a million copies. Woo. Now you think that's it. It can't bump again. That's not it? Oh, absolutely not. What? In 2012, it bumped again because of the movie Rock of Ages, which was a Broadway play of rock music. Right. Which they brought to the screen. And if you remember, Tom Cruise played the main guy. Now, don't get me wrong. Visually, Tom Cruise looks like a rock star. Yes. I mean, he's cut like he's chipped out a chisel. Right. I don't know you got about that. a little the, crush? Yeah, I do. I have a man crush on Tom Cruise. Mm. Uh, and it bumped once again. Then, in 2020, there was yet a bump once again when they licensed it for a Toyota commercial. Oh, my. It goes without saying, it was multiple years the highest selling and highest downloaded digital song of all time and was said to be the number one digital song of the years 2020 to 2010. Goodness! Four times this song was bumped. Journey, none just stop believing on Rock School. Just a small town Living in a lonely world She took the midnight train Going anywhere Just a city boy Born and raised in South Detroit Welcome to the bottom of the hour. I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Are you familiar with the British version of The Office? Mm, A little bit. Uh, Ricky Gervais played the boss. Here in America, it's Steve Carell, I believe. I never got into it. I got to be honest with you, shows Mm -hmm. that seem to be a documentary shot and then... The people are are in, I guess, what you would call a confession room. Right. There was that. There was there's something with families and all that. That that drives me crazy. Uh, Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. I can't watch them. Same thing. I don't know why they drive me insane. But the original Office, there was a song in 1960, but Nick 67, 67 by Chris Farlow hit 33 in the UK. Didn't do much more than that. Rod Stewart covered it, got into the 40s on the Billboard Hot 100. Well, in 2000, Ricky Gervais thought the song sort of encompassed the idea of, I'm happy to have a job, but the job that I have bothers me. And there's a, oh, dear God, do I have to go to work today? Right. And Wednesday, life seeping back into the old bod. Yeah. And he, Gervais, thought that handbags and glad rags said that sentiment perfectly. There was a 
different arrangement by a person called Big George as the theme. He also created little 10 second blips to act as bumpers and then he redid the entire song. The song itself charted all the way through Europe. This is the Big George remix. Right. And went platinum. There you go. Goodness. Yes, ma'am. All right, let's do seven days, 70 seconds. Here be the dates, August 1 all the way through August 7th. You got Monday, Tammy. Go. August 1, 2015, Rush played their last concert, closing out their R40 live tour with a show at the Forum near Los Angeles. It would be their last live performance. Now, you didn't see the very last one, but you saw that tour. Yeah, I did. Yep. God, they were loud. I really didn't expect Rush to be that loud. You know what I didn't expect? There not to be another woman in the crowd? No, I didn't expect to like them. That's what bothered me. There you go. I like them. August 2nd, 1983, Motown bass player James Jamerson dies at 47. He is arguably the person who made it to the top of the charts more than anyone else. August 3rd, 1926, happy 96th birthday, Tony Bennett. August 4th, 2021, Forbes magazine proclaims Rihanna the richest female musician taking over Madonna, who's at number two. August 5th, 1978, the Rolling Stones disco song Miss You knocks out Andy Gibbs' shadow dancing off the chart. August 6, 1988, Yo! MTV Raps debuts. I watched it. I watched it a lot. When rap music first got started, I was a fan like you can't believe. Then it became homogenized. And I went... (laughs) August 7, 2005, Marcone, singer of Walking in Memphis, is carjacked in Denver and gets shot in the head. Yep. He will recover completely. All right, we're talking about songs on the show today that were hits and then got revived thanks to a television show. There's a wonderful interview with Pete Townsend. It's easy to find. You know that the television show CSI mm-hmm. uses yes. Who Are You? Right. But they, and there's a little bit of the song, but they want that Roger Daltrey, yeah, that yes. scream towards oh, the end. wonderful. Well, the song came out in 1978. Mm-hmm. Townsend said... In 1982, this is Pete Townsend I'm quoting, in 1982, The Who closed down. We weren't earning any money. I started allowing my songs to be used for commercials, film use, and I didn't like any of them. None of it was good. Now, he said there was a small bump on the charts in terms of who are you. However, he said while he was being interviewed and I guess negotiated with by the people at, I don't know what it airs on CBS, NBC, what have you. Right. They said to him, it'll be this amount of money. And he thought, Oh, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then the guy goes every week. What? Oh, (laughs) wait, I'm getting a paycheck (laughs) every week. Wow. Sign me up. Now, the funny thing about it is they don't know when a show's getting started, if it's going to go into syndication. Oh no. Yeah. It goes on. Do you know the, the song? Why can't I come up with it? The Jeopardy thinking song. The author of that, which I believe is dead. However, his family gets $70 every time that's played. Oh, my God. Imagine just in the United States, then add Canada, Mexico. How many countries in Europe 
Oh my gosh. It has to be. There's a thought process that it is the biggest money-making song of all time. Did we just pay them $70 for doing that? <laughs> we might have. Townsend said it had nothing to do with a bump on the charts, but it made a physical ton of money. He was also happy that the song got used in Freaks and Geeks. However, he still kicks himself for the use of the Who song in a GMC commercial. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, Pete. You gotta pay the cable bill. Who are you? Who on school? Coming into the second break, Tammy, you and I could not have been bigger fans of the Gilmore Girls. Right. Now, we have this agreement. We call our million-dollar person. Mm -hmm. This is the person that if there's ever a chance we can spend a night with this person, we're allowed to do it. Right. Now, my million-dollar person is Lorelai Gilmore. Right. Which is actually, I don't know what her name is. I want to be with Lorelai Gilmore. I'm sure there's a name for her. In Mm. fact, I'm going to have to look that up. You... uh, is it is it, who's you think is yours still the same person? Uh, is he still alive? Yes, he is, and okay. so is his mustache. Ooh, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Yeah, there you go. You know what? Yummy. I'd let you. I'd let you. Go ahead. I'm gonna have a drink in the bar. I'm gonna have a drink in the oh, bar. Oh, it's gonna be over that fast. Is that what you're saying? I do believe that. The Gilmore Girls they used a song by Carol King called Where You Lead. Yes. And everybody thought that the song, I I don't know if this one fits or not, but it kind of does. Mm -hmm. It was on originally the album Tapestry 1971, which sold literally millions. Oh, yeah. It's a platinum album, meaning it has 10 million in sales, which means the song Where You Lead was, you know, on the thing. So it sold 10 million copies. So when the Gilmore Girls people contacted uh, Carol King and said, we want to use the song, he said, uh, well, she said, absolutely not. I want to re-record it with my daughter, Louise Goffin. Now, that makes sense because the Gilmore Girls are a mother and a daughter. Right. So she wants to re-record the song with her daughter, Louise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not King, obviously. Goffin was the name of the father of this girl, Louise, and it then became a hit on its own. It was not released as a single from the Tapestry album, but it becomes a hit on its own in the album called Our Little Corner of the World, Music from the Gilmore Girls, released in 2002, and the single went gold. She was trying to protect her daughter. She wanted her daughter to have some money in the future. I think so. Her daughter is just what she is. She's a singer-songwriter and a a performer. Right. And I have to believe with Carol King, she doesn't have trouble. Like, I'm I'm trying to sell a song. My dad sold spark plugs. Right. But, you know, my mom is Carol King. Who do I talk to about selling a song? Bob. You talk to Bob. Let me get him on the phone. I don't know why Carol King sounds like that. But that's it. Who's listening to us on the Rock School Radio Show? Well, that would be KSKQ, Ashland, Oregon. Excellent. Back in a minute here on Rock School. 
coming out of the break. By the way, Lorelai Gilmore is played by Lauren Graham. Yes. I don't care about Lauren Graham. I want Lorelai Gilmore. Yes, That's what I cute, want. cute little town. Earlier, we were talking about the Jeopardy Think music. Right. And I said I couldn't think of who actually came up with it. Well, I looked it up. Merv Griffin. The old really? Johnny Carson daytime knockoff. Oh, I loved him. I watched him all the time. When you watched him, did he go, ooh? Uh, I remember that. He Merv al- Griffin always went, ooh. He always leaned across the desk. Right. And somebody would say, well, I'm thinking about taking on a movie. Ooh. <laughs> what movie? He wasn't weird about it. It's just that was his thing. He was wonderful. It says here Merv Griffin, by his own hand, says he plagiarized it from a song he wrote called A Time for Tony, which he wrote as a lullaby for his son. Wait, he wait, he plagiarized himself? himself. Yeah. Wait, you, that's not a thing, is it? Yeah, you can do that. You can do that. Believe it or not, there is legal horse manure for it. No. Um, John Fogarty was sued by Zance, I think his name was. He has a song called Vance Can't Dance. It might be Vance, but I think it's Zance. Uh, he got sued by this guy because his song, Old Man Down the Road, mm-hmm. is somewhat close to Born on the Bayou. Right. Look, it's in the same... You get these these things on the internet where, hey, here's this group with Van Hale and it works. Well, both songs are in the key of A. Right. So they fit, you know? And he actually, he, Fogarty, had to go to court and take his guitar and show the jury, look, they're both in the same key, but then again, there's a billion songs that are in the key of E. Right. And here's the difference between them. And they they told Zance to get lost. I might not have his name quite correct. I'm only doing that because there is that song, Zance Can't Dance. But can you imagine being... Merv Griffin's kid, and your lullaby goes, son, son, do you want a glass of water? Twelve seconds. I don't know, Dad. Here's the one we're going to play. We never got into it, and honestly, I'm thinking of maybe trying it again. Oh, hit me. Because I have heard it is good to the point of disbelief. The Wire. The Wire. The opening theme for the first the first season of The Wire mm-hmm. is a song written by Tom Tom Waits from his 1987 album Frank's Wild Years. It's called Way Down in the Hole. Now, if you create an opening theme, you would think you would keep using it. Right. But that's not what they did. Uh-uh. Each season, same song, but they had it recreated by other artists. Nice. Uh, Blind Boys of Alabama, Tom Waits, he was the first one, the Neville Brothers, Domage, and Steve Earle. Cool. All did it. But again, his song came out in 1987 and was Re-revived, rebirthed. As a matter of fact, all of the songs following the remakes mm-hmm. all charted at one level or another. What do you mean? Every single person who did that song charted. Get bent. Can you imagine that? I want to sing that song. I so do I, because you'll chart with it. From the wire, we tried it. 
It was one of those I don't think we got past three episodes. I know. We got to try it again. Better Call Saul is going to die. There's nothing we're ready to get into. Let's take another swing at it. What do you say? Because there are people out there that think it is the greatest television show ever created. Okay, I'm in. I don't, but a lot of people do, so we got to give it another shot. Stop twisting my arm. (laughs) Stop drilling. You've hit oil. Way down in the hole, Tom Waits here on Rock School. When you walk through the garden, you got to watch your back. Well, I beg your pardon. Walk the straight and narrow track. All right, coming into the last break. Speaking of series that we tried and couldn't stay with. One was The Wire, like we were just talking about. Do you remember, I think it's a Showtime, it might be an HBO. Do you remember Peaky Blinders? Yeah. It was Steve Buscemi. Yes, I wanted to like it so badly. I know, I agree. I went into it wanting to like it so bad, and it just... It, it didn't hold me. New I don't Jersey, know why. New Jersey, the beach, yes. everything that I love. Exactly. It was it. I remember uh, we tried Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And honest to goodness, we tried it. Oh, we, we gave it four or five shows. No, we gave it two seasons. I don't think I went that. You might have tried oh, it. Oh, yeah. I didn't go that far. And I remember somebody saying to me, yeah, but come on, man. Everybody's nude and all of that. I said, I got yeah. it. There's got to be a, a story. They were nude? With, that was enough for me. <laughs> was it? I'll go back. They weren't men. But when you're talking about that song by The Wire. Yeah. That song, Way Down in the Hole. Yes. There was another tune called Red Right Hand by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. And Nick Cave specifically states that the song was taken from and expanded out from the Tom Waits way down in the hole. Okay, so in 1994 it comes out. It had some success in Australia and the UK. If somebody put a gun to my head and say, name any Nick Cave song, this is the only one I could do. Mm. I can't tell you another one. I know Red Right Hand, but honestly, I know it transcendently. Yeah. Okay. In 2013... Peaky Blinders comes out and uses Red Right Hand mm-hmm. as the theme of the show. Wow. It has since been covered by Arctic Monkeys, PJ Harvey, Iggy Pop, Jarvis Cocker, Snoop Dogg, and others. And thanks to it being used, it has gone gold what? in at least 12 countries. Oh my gosh. Yeah, success. Nick Cave is living off of one song. So that's the one we're going to play to wrap it up. I'm Joe Burns. Tammy Burns. Now look, if you're trying to start something, because the good stuff's gone. Dexter's gone. Sopranos are gone. Breaking Bad is gone. Better Call Saul will be gone in a month. There's nothing coming. Mm -hmm. There's nothing coming up. It's time to start a new one. Okay. And use a song that has fallen off the charts. Yeah. My suggestion is you create a series called Jump. I happen to know a band with a song that you could use 
for the intro. What do you think? Okay. What do you think? Stop. Rush? It's Rush. That's it. They have a song called Jump. No, they don't. That's it. Class is dismissed. (laughs) 